All right, good day, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Off the Mark Cricket Podcast. My name is Nuan, and alongside me, I have a good mate of mine who I never ever get tired of having awesome cricket discussions with, Sanjeet. Great to have you on board once again. Good to be here for another week. Lots yeah. happened. Lots yeah, has yeah. happened. Yeah, so we'll get stuck into it. So we've been listening to uh, some of you guys that have given us some wonderful feedback on the podcast, and the majority of you are saying that our podcast is too short. Now, that is quite endearing. I mean, we weren't aware that so many of you uh, really enjoyed listening to us. So uh, we have once again listened to your demands, and today's podcast is going to be a little bit longer, um, a little bit longer than the standard uh, half an hour time slot that we try to fit it all in. Um, given that we have a, a huge amount of cricket to discuss today, uh, we'll be aiming for about 45, 50 minutes. So, you know, if you, if you stick around for that long, good on you. We really appreciate it, and we you know, we really, really value your, your ongoing support and uh, listening in to this podcast. All right, we'll get started. Just, in- just before mm. we go on, sorry, mm. Spotify Analytics has told us we are yet to have a single female listener. So, <laughs> if you'd like to be just the first one, that'd be that'd be great. That would, know, uh, just, just one. We yeah, don't ask look, for much. Just one. Just, just yeah, that would that would be quite something. <laughs> I think, uh, you know. Anyway. Good. Off we go. Would do it some female participation. All right, we'll get stuck into it straight away. Look, um, lots happening in the cricket world of late. Um, I have been following, well, I think you've been following it more than me, Sanjeet, the uh, recently concluded Pakistan versus New Zealand series. Uh, We need to froth a little bit over Kane Williamson and how much of a wonderful Mm -hmm. player he's been for New Zealand. The the New Zealand captain's on another planet these days in terms of his batting performances. Also mentioned the up-and-coming fast bowler Kyle Jamison uh, for New Zealand. On top of that, we'll be also wrapping up the third test between India and Australia. What a fantastic game that was, uh, resulting in an epic, epic draw, which nobody uh, saw India, you know, achieving. And uh, I guess um, after that, you know, a bit of a, a somber topic, but I think a topic that deserves a bit of a, a discussion, a bit of a, a mention. Um, you know, we saw some, uh, unfortunately, some racial abuse uh, by Australian fans being hurled at Indian players um, during that third test. Mm. And I guess we need to touch on, you know, why this issue still persists in modern day sport and, and even just, you know, in our professional and daily lives and how that makes us feel. I mean, you know, I myself, I'm an Australian. I'm an Australian of Sri Lankan background and, and Sanjeet's an Australian of Indian background. So um, it is, a, it is a, a topic that is quite close to our hearts. So we'll, we'll get stuck into all of them. And uh, yeah, once again, we thank you listeners for your company. All right. So Pakistan, New Zealand, Sanjeet. Um, Kane Williamson, yeah. let's have a chat about him. This guy is now the number one ranked test batsman in the world. You know, does he deserve yeah. that position? And you know, what, what what do you make of those two those two amazing knocks against the Pakistanis? Oh, K- Kane Williamson is 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 in a world of his own. And and before actually before we get into Kane Williamson, let's talk about New Zealand generally, right? Yes. They're, they're now the number one team in the world, Test team in the world, and uh, it's first getting time, really tight. F- first in time history, in, yeah. in the history, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic yep, stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's getting really tight at the top of that World Test Championship table between them, Australia, and India. So it's mm. going to be interesting who gets that final at Lords. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, New Zealand have been close to invincible at home. I think everyone knows that. the The last time they lost a Test match at home was March 2017, mm. um, and in fact, that's the only Test they've lost at home since the start of 2017, right? They're, they're literally demolishing teams at home, yeah. right? And that's virtually carried them all the way up to world number one. They've been number two for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think they, they, they're they a great side at home, but I, I think they're probably still, I wouldn't say that they're the world number one side, purely mm. on um, 
on on the side they've got. I think it's great that they've got to that ranking, but I think that's a bit of a byproduct of them constantly playing at home. Um, mm-hmm. I think they need more opportunity. You know, yep. since two thousand and seventeen, they've only played three series away from home, which was wow. against Pakistan in the UAE, mm-hmm. Sri Lanka, and Australia, um, and they only won one of these, and they were absolutely thumped by the Aussies when they came here last season. Yeah, um, they that were. Was I built do. as a massive. I do. Yeah, one that. versus two. Yeah. Um, on the uh, on the test rankings, and they got they got thumped. I think um, they uh, just with the Sri Lanka series. Did they draw that series, or I, I believe they, they they did. Yep, they did draw that series. So they they did quite well. It is it's not easy to win away in Sri Lanka. Yeah, um, so was it one? Um, it was one all? Ha- I think was it one all? Yeah, it was one all. One all mm. with a draw. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at the their sort of last big big away tours, you know, last time they're in India, lost three nil. Last time they're in South Africa, lost one nil. And as yes. I said, Australia lost three nil as well. So yeah. I guess where where do you see them as 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 an away team? Do you think it's a just a matter of more opportunity for these guys. I think. Look, here's how here's how I, see, how I see New Zealand. Okay, so I feel like New Zealand are a fantastic cricket side, and with more opportunities, they will obviously you know improve and maintain that number one ranking. But I feel like they're treated very similar to the way like Sri Lanka or or Bangladesh or the West Indies are treated by the ICC in the sense totally that um, you know they. they they're not given the priority to play three test series, um, and I no, think they're the little brother. Exactly right, and this is you know yeah. I feel this is quite unfair because New Zealand are playing some attractive cricket right now, and they're bringing in crowds. Like I've been watching post match presentations as are Ali, you know, Kane Williamson having discussions, and there are literally hundreds and thousands of little kids surrounding them. Um, so you know, I feel like the game is really picking up in New Zealand. I think more Kiwi kids are really getting to cricket, and. If New Zealand are denied the opportunity to play longer test series against tougher opponents, then, you know, um, they may not have that number one ranking for long. Um, Mm. But I really do feel like they deserve longer stints and they deserve to be treated... They they deserve to be treated like the top four cricket nations that were the top three that we see now, Australia, India, England. They they deserve it. I mean, they're number one, for goodness sakes. Um, Yeah, agreed. But it's just a shame that, you know... That's the way New Zealand are always viewed by the ICC, and this this needs to change. Agreed, and um, I guess we were going to talk about him at some point, but could there be a better man to lead New Zealand oh, to, to world number one? All. I think uh, Captain Kane is probably a, a rival with with Pat Cummins for for the cleanest bloke going around in world cricket. Does does not a hair out of place? Oh, the the, the beard looks good. He's he's a ripping <laughs> bloke. He's a great cricketer. Um, and an incredible leader, you know, he's led them to world number one for the first time in their history. That's, yeah. that's, that's not easy. I think, um, yeah, look, Cade Williamson as a bloke is, is truly exceptional. And, you know, I remember the way he graciously accepted defeat in the 2019 World Cup final. I think any other nation would have, would have thrown a tantrum and be like, you know, we want to, we want to re-bowl I'm, I'm that. still throwing a tantrum. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's New Zealand's World Cup. hundred percent. But I mean, he just graciously took defeat. He was very humble, very chill about it. And you just can't hate him. Like, you know, he's just... He's just the all-round gentleman, all-round cricketer. You know, I was watching highlights of his epic 238 against Pakistan. And, and you know, what I like about his batsmanship is that, I'll be honest, he's not a very free-flowing player. I don't think he has those really free-flowing cover drives. And there's there's not a lot of grace in the way he plays, but it doesn't matter. He has this really punchy technique where, you know, he's... First, he's like... It's simplistic, I think. It's it's very simplistic. It's it very done. simplistic. Like, mm. he's literally just got the back lift up, and then as soon as the ball's bowled, he's in position, ready to play the cover drive, that, you know, that back foot punch. Like, he's a very punchy it's, player. 
And, yeah, it's um, sort of no frills batting. Just yeah. do what you need to do to get those runs. Um, you know, he's he's not no a six hitter. Flamboyance like Smith or or no. uh, or Coley. Yeah, no, no. Uh, and you know, I was watching um, another knock of his when he made a hundred um, against Australia at the Gabba when New Zealand were here. And again, it's the same similar style of player. Just like his body's just in position. He's a very technically sound player. Um, you can tell that he's been coached quite vigorously on correct batting. Um, you know, that's what, that's what I love about Kane. He's just correct. Like everything about him is just correct. Like, you know, as a bloke, mm, as a, as a, nice. as a player, can't, no you know, foot you, out of line there. Yeah. You, you just can't hate him. You just can't like, you know, and he's the most humble bloke. Um, you know, well, uh, he's, and, and he's world number one now. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I love about this guy is that, um, he was doing an interview, uh, this one, this is on cricket.com.au and, um, there was an interview with, uh, Brandon McCullum and, and Kane Williamson. And uh, Brandon McCullum was like, you know, Kane, um, you know, your fans are calling you elegant, stylish, classy, brave, tenacious, talented. And, and he was like, you know, what do you make of all these compliments? And um, and then Kane just simply said, oh, I think someone just had a good day when they woke up. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't make too much of it, you know. <laughs> humble. Humble, humble, humble as, yeah. But um, let, me, um, let me read some numbers for you. Yeah. In his last eight innings across IPL and... And tests, yeah. Fifty not out, sixty-seven, two fifty-one, fifty-seven not out, one, yeah, uh, one twenty-nine, twenty-one, and two hundred thirty-eight. That's eight hundred right. runs in eight innings at an average of one hundred and thirty-five across oh, a twenty-twenty and test cricket. That's what a, what a, what a summer for the man. What man, a he'll... summer! And now he's and he's thirty, and he's got you know seven thousand test runs, average oh. of 54, 24 tons, six thousand ODI runs at forty-eight. You know. Yeah. Where where do you see Kane Williamson in the modern era? Do you a, a modern day great or, or or will he be there by the time he retires? I think look, he's, well, he's he's certainly a, he's certainly part of the Fab Four of of, of our generation. So alongside you know Coley Smith, um, you know you've got. So Bubba. I was going to say who is your who is who is your fourth? That's the question, right? The fourth well, Coley I mean, Smith I... Williamson is and who. And Baba, I was going to say Baba Azam for Pakistan. Nice, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think uh, that I think that fourth has changed. It used yeah. to be Root. I think I think Root's not oh, part he's, of the four anymore. Yeah, he's but sort we can of fallen another yeah. time. The Engl- yeah, the England captain has certainly fallen away. I've been keeping an eye on his stats. He's not doing great, but Baba Azam is up there. And and yeah, you know, obviously back on Kane Williamson, he's definitely up there. I think. Um, yeah. You know, we we talk about great players of certain eras, and when it comes to the best four batsmen of our generation, uh, K- you know, Kane Williamson is is a no brainer. Um, you know, he's just consistent, he gets the job done, you know, he's just a very gritty, tough player, um, and he's, you know, he's just consistent, like, he just consistently scores those runs, and it's very easy to see Kane, you know, if he's on 7,000 now, I mean, he'll easily make it into the 10,000 run club, probably by the time he's about 33, 34, 35 even, um, because yeah, all he needs he's is, He's like, only 30 now, he's coming into his best years. Yeah, like, he's, he only needs to get at least maybe 800, 900 runs per calendar year and he's and he's and he's made it he's, he's and, doing um, that in eight innings, so. hey what's up he's he's doing that right now in eight yeah. eight innings it's yeah exactly th- three test matches or four test test yeah. matches and he's getting that which is ridiculous you, obviously you'd love that to be sustainable but oh, I mean, 100%. You're, you're right Ten thousand is is just another milestone he'll tick off well, on the way to be, do i think he'd be the only i think he'd be the only new zealand batsman to have scored ten thousand test runs i mean yeah, once, yeah, yeah. once he it's, gets it's, there of it's, course it's virtually yeah. It's virtually, but it's him and Ross Taylor have this ongoing battle of, of, oh, for yes. the most runs. For, but obviously, Ross Taylor is thirty-seven or thirty-eight, so he's yeah. he's going to finish up on a, a fantastic career. So it yeah. will definitely be 
Kane by the end of his career. Here's, here's a question. And he will I, be the first to 10,000. Here's a question I have for you this. So, so a lot of New Zealand, when it comes to New Zealand cricket, you know, people talk about the greats of New Zealand cricket and um, the name that often comes up is obviously the great Sir Richard Hadley. Um, you know, a lot of these Crick Info profiles and all these documentaries you see, they always talk about Richard, Sir Richard Hadley being the greatest New Zealand cricketer of all time. Um, do you reckon when Kane finishes up, he will, he will uh, supersede Hadley? Or, 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 or does Hadley... You know, it's it's a deep question. It's it's a big question, but like you know, <laughs> massive question. I mean, because obviously, um, look, Hadley was an all rounder, so you you can't sort of differentiate. Uh, you know, but like in terms of greatness, in terms of the gr- uh, the pure greatness of of a player, uh, from a I statistical mean, level, does I, I never do... saw Hadley play. Um yeah. But the things I hear about him are just insane, wild, yeah. wild. Just what it, like a, an amazing cricket. And I think what helps Hadley's legacy. Obviously, as time goes on, you know, that sort of effect happens, right? Where the further you go, the greater the great it's in. But I think, really, he was in an era where New Zealand weren't particularly strong, you know, um, and he was really sort of carrying the side for a lot. Um, yeah. Him and Martin Crowe were probably their first great players. Yeah. Um, and to be doing that in an era when there, you know, wasn't as enough money, as a, as, wasn't an, as much money in the game, professionalism, all that sort of thing, and really punching above his weight for New Zealand, I think he will remain as their original great icon. Okay. Um, right. But I think Kane Williamson will go down as probably, of our era, their, their, their greatest player. Um, but, what about just, but what about just the greatest New Zealand player ever, regardless of I, time period? I, I <laughs> is, I that, is that too hard? Ha- uh, yeah, it is hard, but I, 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 I will right now say Richard Hadley. Um, okay. Uh, but, um, you know, if... <sighs> Mate, if Kane Williamson finishes his career with you know twelve thousand test runs, fifty plus, it's it's pretty hard, right? Um, yeah. It's pretty hard. But right now, I'm still saying it's Hadley. I'm still saying it's Hadley. All right. I mean, look, I've I've obviously seen like a, a, a you know old olden day video footage of of Richard Hadley bowling and batting, thanks to Rob Belinda, the quintessential mm. <laughs> cricket YouTube channel for all things cricket, and uh, obviously you know great player, great medium fast bowler, lots of swing and. Um, I guess he has had that vibe about him, but I just feel like on a statistical level, like just like on a stats-based level, or just on like there's a way to there's a way to ascertain greatness. There was this um, there was this uh, psychological test done where they compared like basketball players and, and cricket players, and there was like a percentage-based sort of calculation on, on what greatness means in sport. And I think if we applied that, um, if we compare New Zealand and uh, if we compare Had compare Hadley and and Williamson, um, I'm just keen to know what the results of that would be. Um, interesting and interesting. Uh, so th- this is not this, this is not like th- that 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 test is not based on like whether they're a batsman or a bowler but it's more like the impact they it's like a numerical yeah understood yeah you know it's yeah. like a numerical statistical analysis on the impact they had for their country kind of thing um, now okay so the question i ask then in return mm. is kane williamson is a batsman fantastic but what about is you know away record right like you, yes this is something that comes up um yeah. a lot for many great batsmen of the modern era yes um, you know the classic trait of you know supremely good at home and mm. not as good away you know off the top of my head david warner is a classic example averages 60 plus at home under 40 away rohit yeah. sharma averages close to 70 at home under 30 away or something like that wow um, under 30 i think yeah, I think it's it's really it was a real it was a real whack when he he got out for twenty two I think in the first innings of the of the the test. Correct me if I'm right. wrong. We're in the twenties, and right. Kerry O'Keefe has just basically said, "Oh, and there goes Sharma out 
on his career away average of about oh my twenty or whatever it was. So, yeah, he, yes, he only made twenty six in that first. Yeah, just, exactly. Okay. That's yeah, that's that's his anyway. So yeah, with right. Kane Williamson, you know, he averages sixty five at home, forty two away. Right. You got pretty comparable sample sizes. You know, forty one tests at home and thirty six away. So right. I think for for me for Kane Williamson to really elevate himself into that greatest ever or sort of that great category, I think there's some glaring holes in his in his record that he needs to write. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the ones I'm talking about is, you know, in England, he averages 30 with one century. Mm. India averages 35 with one century. And South Africa averages only 22 without a century. Wow. Um, wow. There, now, yeah. I, I'm not saying he's a, a home track bully at all. Um, no. If anyone is the epitome of that, it's me. I can't make runs on anything other than concrete <laughs> roads. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, it's it's kind of we were touching on it before, right? It's a byproduct of New Zealand being the little brother in the ICC's eyes, getting very rarely getting you know these away tours, right? Yeah. New Zealand haven't toured England in in six years. Um, yeah. They haven't toured South Africa and India in in five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can guarantee that Ken Williamson wasn't the batsman he was. He is now five or six years ago, right? Hundred um, percent. So you know, I'm really hoping that in the next sort, as the future tours schedule comes out, you know, he's going to really get a crack at these sides away from home. Yeah. Um. So we can really see how good Kane Williamson is, and I think he's fantastic. It's just he hasn't had much of a go at showing everyone how truly great he can be away from home. That's the thing, and look, the other thing you got to mention as well. I mean, like, yes, he's good at home, but like, New Zealand is isn't an easy place to bat on. Um, you know, most of these pitches no, not are at all. Not at all. most of these pitches are green tops. They're rem- they're reminiscent of the pitches you'll find in England at Lords, Headingley, Manchester. Um, the ball swings and dips and curves a lot. Um, you know, it seems quite a bit. I was watching um, some of the Pakistanis bowl, and you get quite a lot of nip. And and you know, to actually score a ton in New Zealand um, is not it's not it's not an easy task. So. You know, yes, he's good at home, but you also have to rem- remind yourself that the conditions New Zealand face at home are quite tough conditions. So, the fact that he agrees. So, but I know. counter that by saying you look at an Indian batsman, right? He right. makes bundles of runs. Anyone, Rohit Sharma is an example, right? Yeah, we're talking about it before. He makes a gazillion runs at home. It's yeah. not easy to bat on in in Indian pitches. True, um, but he, that's he, good. He's, he, he's not that great away, right? But yeah. people look at him and say, "Nah, he's he's not he's not as good as he should be in Test cricket," right? So. Yes. Logically, does that that train of thought? True. Now, obviously, Kane Williamson has done it far more on a regular basis than Rohit Sharma. They're two very different players when it comes to their abilities as players. Yeah. But if you hold the same standard to them, I think mm. Williamson probably needs to do more away um, because he's grown up on those pitches in New Zealand, right? Like I'm not. I, I totally hear you. It's it's not easy. Um, yeah. But if you're playing on them all day, every day, um, I used to get used to it. You know what to expect. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, but um, I mean that's I mean it's reminiscent of his technique because I I do notice that he's a very front foot player, like he plays he plays things off the back foot quite well. I mean he's got a really punchy back foot drive, but I feel like he's that initial movement when he comes forward he really tries to get forward. Um, you know when I was watching him bat against the likes of Nasim Shah and Muhammad Abbas and stuff like that, you know all the Pakistanis are really trying to seam it quite a bit um, when they when they saw how much of a green top. Um, you know the pitches were, and you know I just feel like Kane Williamson's very front foot heavy technique um, is suited to that, and you know he plays seam and swing really well. Something the Aussies are struggling with, <laughs> as we've seen. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, 
Yeah. I love the fact that I love the fact. Just you know, speaking about him technically, just from what I've I've uh, witnessed in terms of footage and and the way he goes about his batsmanship, he he plays the ball extremely late. I think they were um, doing an analysis yeah, on, he does. on on where his, he his makes... defense sometimes goes through to third man to get a run. He regularly yeah. gets runs through there because his defense is so late. You know, he's so compact. Yeah. He's a very compact player. Like I wouldn't say he's elegant. He's not free flowing like a Rohit Sharma or a Kohli. He's just really compact. Like you know, they say he plays the ball. You know, they always say to play the ball under your eyes. I feel like he's playing the ball behind his ear at times. Like that's how late. Yeah, it's yeah. That's how late he's playing that ball. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, no, I think it's, I think it's phenomenal. And he's one of those he's few just... Kiwis that I find is actually quite good against spin. Like he was absolutely taking Yassir Shah to the cleaners. Um, you know, and he's their main mm. man to, to get wickets. So, you know, he's got a lot of... He's been coached well. Like, you can tell he has been really coached well. He's got a very solid technique. Um, I honestly believe that if he gets more opportunities to play overseas, I think he has a technique that can survive all conditions. Um, because he plays Agreed. the ball late. Yeah. You know, he plays the ball late, which is vital when you're, when you're batting the, the likes of the subcontinent. Um, he's a natural f- front foot player. Um, which is ideal for conditions in England, right? And you know he can adjust to the back foot really, really well, and that's and that's great when you're batting in places like Brisbane or, or Perth. And there's proof of that when he scored that ton in in Brisbane. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah, technical difficulties. All these elements are you know uh, lost, lost, completely. In. Like you know, it's all proven that he can perform, but it's just that he doesn't get that chance to. To do so, so hopefully we'll see more of him in the future, and hopefully we'll see him uh, on Australian soil as well. But yeah, New Zealand, what a great side! Um, Kane Williamson, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him, and uh, yeah, hopefully we see him down under. Now, the next person I want to talk to you, the next bloke, is is, is the tallest man to ever play cricket for New Zealand. That's uh, Kyle Jamison at six eight. Um, an incredible start to his test career. I mean, he's six tests in. He's, he averages 56 with the bat. He's got an unbeaten half century and only 13 with the ball. Um, in one of his tests already, he's already t- he took an 11 for. Um, and only Vittori and Hadley have better match figures for New Zealand. So not a bad start to your test career. He's uh, got 36 wickets. So six a test, already four, got four fifers. And his strike rate of 33 means he's taken a wicket every five or so overs. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. He's a gun, isn't he? I've um, I've not seen a lot of Carl Jamison, I, I must admit, but um, thirty five wickets in your first five games is that right? Was that what? Thirty six and six. Thirty six and six games. That is that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, and he's he's taking wickets with the new ball, the old ball, causing problems a lot a lot of problems for the lefties. Um, and you know you know why I think it's working well for him. Go go on. I actually I actually think it's the stability of New Zealand's bowling attack, right? Right. Um, He's got really great numbers at domestic level for Auckland and Canterbury. He averages about 21 with the ball, which is fantastic. Um, mm. But, you know, when you've got... In the past, you know, with New Zealand, if you had those numbers, bam, you'd be in the test side pretty much, you know, 18, 19. You know, just, I think I think Saudi got his, his call up with, with numbers worse than that, but yeah. at 19, right? And, you know, having Bolt, Saudi, and Wagner as your main men means I, th- I think Jamison's been allowed to develop his game at his own pace. Yeah, domestic level, away from you know the the harsh sort of looking glass of international cricket, you know, really develop and and work on his craft to make sure that he's truly ready um, for international cricket. And mm. I think the scary thing for for everyone is that he's he's far from the finished product. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, what a, what a great start he's had. I mean, uh, 
I think New Zealand are looking for that really tall, fast baller, that really dangerous sort of, you know, that, that really out and out quick that can sort of terrorize the batsman. And um, I think in Carl Jamison, if, he, if he's, you know, if he's injury free and he can keep up the performances he's, he's putting on so far, he'll be that guy for, for New Zealand. I think for a long time, New Zealand have always had more like seamers, you know, like your, your sort of military, yeah. I won't say military medium, but that medium fast, fast medium type character. You know, bowling those little outswingers, inswingers, um, a lot of you know, off cutters, leg cutters, but yeah. they've just never had that out and out quick like that. That I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the only one they have had is probably Shane Bond. I was about to say, yeah, Shane Bond. Shane yep. Bond was the closest they but, got, but he he was yeah, quite. Yeah, that man was injured so so much. Injured, and he was also quite erratic at times. Though, though I, I do remember ODIs when he when he came to play, and he was he was a great bowler, but there were just moments where he was just like quite erratic and. You know, you get dispatched and whatnot. But but apart from Shane Bond, I've never seen New Zealand have those big scary quicks. Like I feel like their pace attack has always been very England like. You know, the the very Anderson, Stuart Broad type characters. Um but in, Yeah, great, great. But in Carl Jamison they've got a very sort of a bit of a throwback to really the, the old West Indies, um, uh, you know, big, tall, scary fast bowler. Um he's got a ripping bouncer because he, he delivers I mean, he's about six foot eight, isn't he? He's a he's a, he's a huge guy. Yeah. So, you know, when he's... That ball is coming from high and, yeah. Yeah, so when that ball's been released, he's literally like seven foot one, I reckon. Or like... Yeah, you know, higher. You know, two, two and a half metres. So, yeah. he's good length balls are like literally coming at your chin. So, um, mm. he, he's a brilliant find for, for New Zealand. And uh, would love to see him maybe play a couple of BBL games or have him, you know, down under um, in Australia to see, to see how, you know, our blokes um, face against him. Um, but definitely, you know, the series overall was it was a big positive for New Zealand. They they've they've obviously they, they knew who their greatest batsman was, but they've definitely unearthed a few players who um, who you know if they if they get more opportunities. Granted, the ICC recognised New Zealand's you know performances. Um, they should be good players. I think another guy was uh, was it Henry Nichols um, who also scored a hundred as well. Um, yeah, he's been going under the radar for a while. I think he's been. Mm. In, if not in or around the top ten batsmen in the world rankings wise for a long time, he he's, moved he's, up. He's another that's right. He moved really up to he moved up to number ten or eleven in the rankings. So he made fifty six in the first test. Um, yeah, I think when they came over last summer, he was ranked yeah. seventh. Um, yeah. and you know a lot of people okay. are like, who who is Henry Nichols? Um, but I think he's yeah. one of those quiet, unassuming guys. Kind of goes about his business. He's not yeah. a superstar, but he he does the job. He no. he really does do a good job. Yeah, so 56 in the first test and then 157 in the second test. Um, a new player as well. I've not heard of this guy, Daryl Mitchell, also made 102. Yeah, made in well. test ton. Yep. So yep. Um, New Zealand are sort of, you know, it's it's always nice to see teams like New Zealand or the likes of Sri Lanka or West Indies doing well because when teams like when teams that aren't playing test cricket do well, it just makes test cricket overall an exciting game. And you know, you know, you never really know who is the best side. I mean, um, you know, given what we're seeing of late, like. There's, there's no. What I love about Test cricket now, Sanjeev, is that like there is no clear cut out and out who is the best team type thing anymore. You know, when we were kids growing up, it was just Australia. Australia's number one. But now I feel like there are like, I mean, I know we've got the rankings and New Zealand's number one. But honestly speaking, like I feel like New Zealand, Australia, and India are both ranked number one. You know, like they're 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 all. I just feel like they're all as good as each other. Now, granted, if they're playing their home conditions against different opposition, you know, things might change. But I just feel like on paper, statistically, um, I think we've got three teams actually vying for number one. Um, that's yeah, how I see agreed. the situation. And, and England aren't far off it either. No, well, not, at all. not at all. 
Uh, there'll be lots to discuss when the England Sri Lanka series happens, granted, and uh, we'll see if our evaluations change then. Righto, all right. Mm. Well, moving on, uh, after that awesome series, we need to discuss the third test between India and Australia. What an epic game this was. For anyone watching out there or anyone who's seen that game, this Indian team is simply remarkable. Um, you know, final day, Australia should have won that game quite comfortably. But India hung on, you know. I, I was in the process of publishing an article actually called, you know, Valiant Vihari <laughs> Vindicates Valiant India or something. I was trying to go all the V. Like, there were more Vs than VVS Luxman in that title, put it that way. But India... Ha! <laughs> that, was, that was a fake laugh. Uh, I get it. I know it's fine. Sorry, I'll, I'll get better with the jokes, surely. But um, but look, but look, getting getting back to the third test, what what a remarkable display of batsmanship by India. You know, um, I, I sent you. I remember I, I sent you like this, uh, uh, like a meme uh, offline, just about all the comments that all the Aussie players were were saying prior to the fifth day about how like Michael Clark was like they've got no Kohli, they've got no chance. Ricky Ponting was like, you know, their bowling attack is wasted. They they can't win from here. You know, there was so much mm. negative negativity and criticism re- regarding India's, uh, you know, ability to, to, to save the test. And I feel like the Indians did in grand style. I mean, only half the team was out and, and Australia were, were battered and exhausted. And, uh, you know, no one saw this coming. And, and we really need to dissect this game because I think, you know, for, for any Indian fan out there, this would be a very proud day for them. Your thoughts, Sanjay, what do you make of that epic game? Oh, amazing. Um, and I think that that game exhibited just the, the, the beauty of, of Test cricket. You know, yeah, I can name, you know, Smith and Labuschagne were back to their old ways, piling it on, brilliant and unorthodox innings. You've got Pujara, Vihari and Ashwin batted mm. just as well, but their innings was dogged and, you know, game-saving. And then you've got Pant, who was exhilarating and game-changing, right? You know, that's three different types of innings all rolled into, into this game and... Um, Phenomenal game. I, you know, going into the final day, I thought, you know, India will probably fold like a house of cards. Um, when when Rahane was out, I think for the fourth ball of the day or something like that, I was like, yep, here we go. It's um, mm. it's on. But um, oh, just just pant changing the game from game saving to game that it changed from India looking for the draw to India looking for the win. Now, obviously, oh, yeah. injuries happened. He got out mm. whole host of things, and you know, eventually the Indians shut up shop. To, to get a draw, which I still think is a fantastic result, but just an amazing game. And there was so much going on, so many things to talk about in that game. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we had our predictions as well, didn't we? We, we predicted that India would win, and uh, my other prediction was that Ashton would get man of the match with, with a five-wicket haul or a six-wicket haul because obviously the pitch takes a lot of turn at Sydney. And uh, you mm. predicted uh, so India you would just, also win. You can just play, yeah, you can play my prediction. Yeah, I was half right. I mean, India didn't win, but I think you, you play it right now. I said this last week. Um, and you know that was you know, Steve Smith to be man of the match, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. Um, exactly right. There was some, there was some, there was some fire in that cel- that century celebration. He was up and about, you know. Really, what you, yeah. What, what, what do you make of that ton? Like, has has he really silenced the critics? Is Steve Smith back? As they say, is he back in form? Um, you know, I don't know why you have critics in the first place. If I'm brutally honest, mm. I mean, the guy averages mm. 60, 60 plus in Test cricket. Um, mm. The fastest to seven thousand test runs, mm-hmm. and and you know he hadn't made a hundred for twelve innings or something like that. Um, people go double that without making fifties. Um, yeah, and for people to criticise him after you know like a leanish. I mean he made hundreds in the one day series, but to not make 
criticizing me after two tests, like like spamming, honestly spamming. The yeah. guy is the guy's on another level. Um, and I think they put up a stat when he got his hundred. You know, he's got eight test tons now against India. Um, yeah, which is the most by anyone. And you know he's done it in something oh, really? ridiculous. Well, like, yeah, yeah, it's something ridiculous really? in like sort of fourteen wow. innings or something. And the second was Ponting or someone in twenty nine innings. So he's about, he's he's miles ahead of anyone. What about Tendulkar? Tendulkar's been smashing no, against against India. I mean, oh Tendulkar sorry, can't okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. Of course, against love, his own country. I would have loved Tendulkar to make hundreds against India. That would have. <laughs> um, no, okay, no, fair enough. So he's yeah, a, so, so he's, he's okay. Right, I can't. I, I can't believe that he had critics. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's it, people just expect just that he's going to roll in and make a hundred every innings. Um, he he I is think, at this point honestly the best. I mean, look to his credit. That's how we sort of come to see him, haven't we? Like anything, exactly. <laughs> anything. Yeah, he's set that expectation for us. So when he gets right. an eighty, it's a failure. Yeah, no, but that 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 was definitely a different Steve Smith knock. It was a very aggressive, a very sort of you know I'm here type of knock and. Um, Agreed. I felt like I felt like he's he's uh, he's his shot selection in the first half was very like 2010 2012 Steve Smith with a lot of hacks and a lot of a lot of you know swipes at the ball but then as he got into that innings there were some beautiful cover drives. Yeah, he started um, looking clean. He was, he was know, clean by the end. Yeah. Um, you know, to the point where even uh, uh, Michael Slater was like, "This is how you got to bat like Steve Smith." I'm like, "Really?" Bat like Steve Smith, like you know. <laughs> I mean, in terms of the balance and of obviously getting your head to the ball and all the all the basic fundamentals. But um, I think I think you raised some good points there, though, right? People look at yeah. Steve Smith; they're like, "Oh, he's all over the place. He looks unorthodox, ridiculous." But mm. you just said it right. Like at the point of playing the ball, he's got the fundamentals right: the balance, the head, the stillness. Everything yeah. is in tune. I know there's a seventy thousand moving parts, but they all come synchronized as that ball is hit, and yeah. that's what's most important. Yeah. A hundred percent, and I think those those uh, sentiments are echoed by by Ricky Ponting as well, um, which is why Steve Smith is is such a class act. I, it was definitely an enjoyable innings, um, and you know, it's definitely going to it's definitely get the Aussie teams uh, the confidence up because they were really sweating on on Steve Smith, um, you know, pulling up a big performance and he and he finally delivered. So, you know, seeing what happens in the Brisbane Test will be interesting. Um, you know, India have a have a huge swathe of in- injuries right now. A plethora of injuries, um, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how they come um, to Brisbane. Let's not what folks about Brisbane. I really want to talk about this third test because there were lots of other little interesting tidbits that happened, which you kept an eye on, which I kept an eye on, and mm. uh, I want to chat to you about the incident where Steve Smith um, was scuffing out the marks on Here the pitch go. where where the batsmen yep. take guard. So Rishabh Pant's, you know, guard there now. There's been a lot of debate around this, around this, and, and and Justin Langer has been very fiercely, you know, defending Steve Smith, saying he did nothing wrong, that it wasn't cheating, that people are being over the top. Uh, but then on the flip side, you have people like Darren Goff, former England cricketer, saying Steve Smith was blatantly cheating once again. Just cheating. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, talk and debate and conversation around this. What, what do you make of that incident? Because it was obviously caught on camera and um, the ICC ascertained that this wasn't an illegal, this was not an illegal thing that Steve Smith did. But I mean, what do you make of it? I mean, is it really something to talk about or is there some hidden it's, thing behind it's, it? It's, it's really not. I mean, okay. I feel we're in such a, this Steve Smith now from Indian fans. I mean, we see it on Facebook. We see it oh, everywhere, it. right? Um, cops, <laughs> Probably more, you know, Cheat Smith, Princess Smith, yeah. um, all this sort of, all this sort of, all this sort of crap. 
Um, oh, I love so it. there's sort of, this sort of like hyper aggression towards him, like where they're just like, oh, Steve Smith up to his old ways cheating. I mean, he's not cheating. It's, it's. No. I mean, you just said it there, right? The ICC didn't say it's illegal. It's not illegal. Mm. Um, and you know, just at, at the end of the day, the if he was right, scratching mm. up pants guard, if he was right, mm. at, at worst, it's just petty because like yeah. as a batsman, you just like, oh shit. I lost center. I'll just ask for it again. Yep. Thanks. 100%. It's it's yeah. he's wasted maybe four seconds of pants time. At yeah. worst, right? Yeah. If that's really what he was trying to do, which I don't think he was. Um, no. I don't think he's a malicious malicious guy. I think, quite frankly, we've seen him. He is on autopilot for a lot of cricket matches, and I think he's just walked there to shadow bat, just kind of done some done some marked some center, done just stuff, and then walked off. And you know, it's been turned into this. Oh, he's he's cheating. I mean. Uh, the it's question asks, how how is it cheating? Like, like how to, how is it against the rules? I think one one thing I was he was trying to distract Pant um, if, from getting his. If Pant gets like, distracted by that, he shouldn't be playing Test cricket. Yeah. If you, <laughs> I mean, it made, if someone it scratches made, the pitch. Oh, I don't know what to do now. I mean, like, it made very little impact on that epic ninety seven. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm, you can you can tell me and fight up about it, but it's just oh, it's yeah, just look, annoying. Yeah. That, I think look, you know, I feel like it's I feel like it's more England players that like to make something out of nothing um, because you know England are the old enemy and they like to take a dig at Australia always. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like it was a uh, yeah, it was probably something that was taken out of context. But you know, a lot of senior cricket writers like you know Peter Laylaw and um, you know Gideon Haig, when they were looking at that incident, they were like, well, it was a bit odd. That, that's 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 the reaction. It's weird. It is, of course, it's, it's weird. But when have yeah. we looked at Steve Smith and said, yep, that bloke is doing it normally? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does everything it. weird. Does yeah. it his own way. Um, but I seriously do not. I do not believe that he's a, a, a bad bloke that is out there trying to cheat no. at all. I, I, absolutely not. I think if it's anything, just the hysteria like, over this yeah. incident is ridiculous. I feel like Steve Smith is actually a bit more quite well behaved. Like I don't see him sledge anymore. I don't see him like you know he doesn't he doesn't even celebrate catches. Have you seen the way he takes catches? He'll take like an epic catch. And he's like angry, he's like, like, like yeah, just yeah, just he's like, like poker face, like he's. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. mate, you can celebrate a catch, you know that, right? Like, you know, um, the bloke is programmed differently. He's yeah, he's different cat. Um, he's uh, yeah. he's, but like he's doing his job, you know. He's scoring, he's scoring bulk runs, and that's what Australia needs him for. And um, mate, he's quite, just he's just jumped yeah. into the top ten all-time Australian run scorers. So yeah, ooh. he's over. That's right. I saw that he's overtaken David now. Boone. Yeah, he's overtaken David Boone. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he'll he'll yeah. soon take over Mark Taylor and and, and the like. Um, but yeah, I like I like this Steve Smith. I think Steve Smith is a lot more focused character. He just seems like all he cares about is batting. Like, I, I think it's know? actually I think him and Manus are similar in that. You know, I think you said in the first podcast or the second podcast we were talking about who could be the next captain of Australia. And you you mentioned Manus, and I said you know yeah. Manus is really insular and focused on his batting. I think it's Steve Smith is exactly the same way. And I think that's why him not being captain actually suits him. It allows him to just, yeah. you know, focus on being the best batsman that he possibly can be. That's not to say he wasn't a great yeah. batsman while he was captain, but I think we're just going to really see the, the best of the best of the best of Steve Smith. If he just yeah. focuses on doing what he does best, I'm which is for just that. Gr- can, making a gazillion runs and looking weird doing it. He will literally take um, everyone to the cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could talk uh, about Steve Smith for ages. Ages, um, ages. Another point yes. I want to raise with you. Another point I want yeah, to raise with on. you is mm-hmm. um, we saw some interesting sledging between Tim Payne and Ravi Ashwin in the dying moments of the fifth day <laughs> um, of that SCG test. Now, I don't mind a bit of sledging. I think sledging is fun. I think I mean I sledge. Um, I'm Do sure you? What do you say? Never oh, look, I, I've, uh, look, I mean. 
I've just said stuff like, you know, did you buy that bat from Kmart? Look, I don't really sledge. I just... Ah, so you, know. you started sledging in under 13 and never moved beyond that sort of chat. Well, no, I guess a bit sophisticated. I'll, ah, you know, one sophisticated. Time, okay. One okay. time I was at Slip and I asked the bloke, you know, have, is, has he watched the later season of Breaking Bad? Like, it was just a casual conversation. Like, it wasn't really sledging. It was trying to just what? take, Why take were you his mind... Slip? What? I don't know. I asked. I asked. I asked my captain. <laughs> I asked my captain that as well. Um, but I was there for whatever reason. But um, but you know. Anyway, back to back to Tim Payne and and Ashwin. Um, there's been a lot of hysterical memes and and all kinds of social media oh. posts about it. But what do you make of it? Because Just, you know. Uh, I mean, I saw it live, right? Um, and all I saw was, it was quite cringy, wasn't like, it? Yeah. It, it like it, it wasn't his. I mean, the, the the worst thing is it's a recycled line, right? He said the same thing, a similar line of you know you, your teammates can't like you or something like that. He said that to Morley VJ about Coley a couple of summers ago. Anyway, besides the point, mm. but I just saw a captain that was sort of at his wits end and just kind of almost cracked the shit. Um, just you know, game wasn't going his way. Um, and it's like it's like. I don't even get why, you know, like Payne's have to apologize and this, that, and the other, you yeah. know, and people are like, oh, it's, you know, it's not a fine look for his captaincy and, you know, it's a really bad example, whatever. Like, mm. I can guarantee you that people have said much worse things oh, yeah. than, than dickhead on the field, right? Like, it's, it's, it's like to a guy like Ashton saying that to him, you know, like, it's water off a duck's back. Yeah. He wouldn't even care. And he had a pretty good comment to say back, right? Which is, we'll get you up to India and that'll be your last it'll series. It'll be your last right? series. I um, love that. That was so like, good. And then, Pain, that's what got Payne fired up because afterwards he was yeah, like, really, really he's like, oh, yeah. are you a selector um, now? Are you a selector now? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I exactly. wish, um, I, I wish at that point Ashwin would have could have just been like, mate, I'm a bowler and I have four more Test centuries than you. <laughs> so it's mm, just... that's the, yeah, that's the common one I've seen going on social media. Yeah. But I think again, this is just hysteria, a lot of hysteria. You know, like two matches ago, Tim Payne was man of the match. Ian Healy's come out and said, you know, you can keep for the next three years. Yeah. You know, he's Australia's greatest citizen. Yes. And now suddenly, you know, he has to apologize about his his captaincy. You know, not setting good example. All the critics are like, oh, you know, he's gone down a few rungs in my eyes. Like, can we just like relax? He's and yeah, I know he dropped a few catches, but he's still the best keeper we've got in the country. He's still a decent tactician. Yeah. You're not going to win every game. You know. Um, I think a lot of this is this mentality of just, oh, you know, insularly we're looking at Australia saying, oh, we weren't good enough. How about we say, well, hold, hang on. India were just phenomenal on that last day. To do that as an away side yeah. with injuries and whatever, whatever happened, yeah. just acknowledge that Let's and put that aside, you know, and enough, enough, you know, hysteria yeah. about, you know, Smith apparently grinding the pitch into dust yeah. and, you know, Tim Payne, you know, being the a terrible captain and you know not being like, think, just, it's it's too much I, I think, think it's just remarkable just how Australian cricket is it's very uh, fickle they, they, they just like they can give it but they can't take it and when when everything is against them they, they crack so hard um, this has been like I've noticed this when, ever since I was a little kid as well like just when when shit's going against the Australian team they really cannot handle it it's quite embarrassing um, you know and and you know it just shows how remarkable this Indian team is you know uh, you know I want to I want to talk a bit about it's Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I, all I was going to say, I think it's interesting, right? Because I think post-Sandpaper, they were actually in a really good spot where the banter was actually just... It was actually really funny. It, it was, was. Good to see. And I, I still think there is a bit of that, but I think this was probably the first... And that's why I say, like, just relax on Tim Payne, is that this is probably the first time in his entire captaincy where he's kind of just sort of cracked the shits and said something like a, just a, an average sledge, right? Like... I think on the whole, post-Sandpaper, they've been pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I would agree, you know, overall, you know, in the scheme of us watching cricket from our childhood, yeah. I totally agree. You see 
You see a lot I wanna, of Australia. I just want to touch on a bloke in the Indian team who has had a horrid series, and I'm interested to know what happens to his career after this test, and that is Hanuma Vihari. Um, he's a, you know, I've sort of looked into this guy, and, you know, he's quite a highly rated first class, first class player for India, averages almost 60 um, in Ranji Trophy and stuff like that, but he's had an absolutely horrid series um, so far. You know, he's had scores of 21, 5, 6. This guy is India's number five or number six bat, so it's a very key position. And he, and on top of that, he's he's bungled three important ca- uh, catches. He dropped two in that in Australia's second innings. Um, I don't know this this guy like he just seems like all sorts. And you know when you see all these chopping and changing of the Indian team in terms of the players they're bringing in and out, Hanuma Vihari is a name that just is is still there. You know, and I was actually speaking to another colleague. I'm like, why is this bloke in the Indian team? Now, granted. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he uh, played a match, say a, a career-saving innings by you know blocking it out. He was like twenty-four for hundred and sixty odd balls, so epic knock. But but what happens to this guy? Does he does he get to go to Brisbane or I mean he's got a hamstring injury, so maybe injury-wise he might not play. But if yeah, but what happens? If he's to this fit, play? he's playing. Okay, he's playing. Yeah. Um, and I think sorry, I say that definitively as as if I'm the selector. <laughs> You're Ravi Shastri. Talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, I I actually think that that is. In this immediate term, that is a career-saving innings okay. for Vihari, right? right. Assuming he's fit. Mm. Um, you know, on the scorecard, what did he make? Did uh, it, was 20, not, it was uh, about 19? 24, I think. It wasn't It wasn't really yeah, like well, a Whatever it was, right? On the scorecard, and in his, you know, in his, his test career, it'll go down to just a 24, right? Mm. But it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. Like, when he did his hamstring and then... Ashwin tried to run him out a couple of times. But when he did his hamstring, you know, that could have been it. That could have genuinely been curtains, right? Mm. That's that's it. That's done. Um, he could have said, I'm retiring hurt or just throwing his wicket away. But for him to stick, stick for 160 balls or whatever, that's that's amazing. Mm. Um, and I think it really is a career-saving innings for him yeah. right now because it just shows, like, sometimes cricket isn't all about runs. No. And that's a really funny thing to say about one of the most statistically driven games in the world. Yeah. But... That innings was just it. It showed what India is about now as a team. Yeah. Um. You know, in the past, pretty much growing up, all I can remember is India folding like a house of cards. Yeah. The second one yeah. percent of things didn't go their way. Yeah. Right? Oh, there's you know there's one blade of grass in the wicket. Right. Well, I guess we'll all have, we'll be all out for 150 then. Yeah. Um, exactly right. Um, Spot on. So for him him to do that, I think it saves his career. He's playing at the Gabba if he's fit. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also twofold because there's. Apparently, basically, no one left in the touring party. Yeah, um, yeah they're all injured. But I think that was a, that was a great innings. Um, it was it's 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 really funny because his was a match saving innings, and then yes. directly before it was panned, who was a game changing innings. Yeah, that I, I just yeah. loved like each each score of fifty plus or whatever innings. Like there was some context to it, wasn't it? I mean, like there was so much, yeah, so much context to each innings. It was amazing. You know. Pant and when, when when Sharma and Pujara were batting, it definitely looked like India were going for a win because, you know, Sharma was quite aggressive. Um, Gill is a, is an exciting talent. Um, you know, just just on Gill, I think um, he's he's going to be a superstar. Um, yeah. I think he's going to cause problems for bowlers for years and years to come. Mm. Like, I I don't know about you, but what already sticks for me, all I can remember is it's just those back foot cuts where yeah. he he just gets into position. Just it's just like a a punch of the bat yeah. that is probably no more than. It's just a tiny little punch, and yeah. the ball flies, flies off, and yeah. it's gone. It's it, four. It just and goes, he's got yeah. such good hands. He's got so much time, and he's going to be a. He's a gem. He's going to be a superstar. It felt um, like you know. It felt like when Gill was batting, like it, it felt like the, the Australian bowlers were never going to get him out. He was going to get himself out playing a rash shot or playing something dumb. But 
as Carrier, which is yeah, just to finish off. Sorry, as Carrier Keith was saying, you know, he he looks like he has so much time. He looks very assured, a little bit like Pekovsky. I mean, you know, how was he? He was he, he batted. You know, like um, oh, fantastic you know, sixty two in the first inning. Yeah. just looked showed exactly why the hype train is uh, is is just is yeah, justified, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's so, a shame he's, he's done his shoulder. Hopefully he is fit. Yeah, um, but but these two youngsters, Gil and Pukowski, I'm excited to see them play a lot more in the future. And you know, I feel like you know they've definitely got the potential. They've got the the ingredients there to be truly great players. You know, should they keep the form and consistency up and injury being as yeah. And I tell you, well. another one if we're talking about young players is Cam Green. Um, ah yes. You know, after making after making a 21 ball duck in the first innings, you could forgive him for coming out like absolutely terrified yeah um Poor but that 84 I, felt was, was, I felt bad for him yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that 84 in the second innings was awesome yeah. you know he just shifted gears so perfectly as yeah. australia moved towards a declaration it's almost as if tim Payne said to him you know you're playing for australia at 21 for a reason just see ball hit ball right yeah. and he just went on a tear man he started smashing them everywhere some, um and he could have yeah. and if he really hung around he really probably could have got, got that 100 mm. um if he'd wanted to do the the selfish thing and really stuck it but he kept yeah. going got out for 84 which is a shame but there's some Pukowski, Green, Gill, yeah. Pant. There's some some really bright young talents across oh, both teams. Exciting yeah. to see. And just on see. Pant. Mm. And just on Pant. That was phenomenal. Um, yes, man. One of the best counter-attacking innings I've seen in a long time. And for me, I'll put my hand up and say, you know, I think... I may have even had a crack at him in the first or second podcast where I said he was a front-runner. I, you know, I, I, but what I mean by front-runner mm. is, you know, you'll come in when they're bloody... Four or five for four hundred and play the most fluent innings you'll see. But you know when India's five for seventy, yeah, you wouldn't previously see that. Um, but for him to come out and play the way he did, he deserved a hundred. He um, shut me up big time. Oh yeah, um, you know that's that's one of the great innings. That's and I think that's probably better than his two Test hundreds. It's way more valuable and it's come in a far more meaningful way. Definitely more meaningful. And given the pressure and all that kind of stuff, like the, the kid really performed and. I mean, you know, Ricky Ponting is his is his uh, is his head coach, his batting coach. So, um, you know, he's mm. he's he's got the best mentor mentors going around. So, um, you know, Pant is someone I would love to see more of in the future. Um, but look, epic test. Um, just to wrap just to wrap that one up there, mate. Um, what are your predictions for the final test? Now, India is ravaged with, in- with injuries at the moment. So, do you reckon an, a win is 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 likely for the visitors, or are we are we just really? You know, uh, it's going to be <laughs> tough. I mean, already before we even think about Ashwin and Vihari, who are in doubt, we're already going to be missing Shami, Sharma, Yadav, Jadeja, Bumran, Kohli from the best eleven. That's, yeah, that's huge. That's seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if Ashwin and Vihari are gone, then India are, are royally stuffed. Yeah. Um, so on that basis, <laughs> I say um, Australia probably win. I don't really know what the margin will be. Sorry, I haven't lost a test at the Gabba for thirty something years. Well, yeah, um, I did. I yeah, I was, uh, the last together. time the last time a visiting team won a test at the Gabba was in nineteen eighty eight, and that was the, uh, the the West Indies in their prime. So, um, yeah, mm. grim. So I can't see them winning. Um, I think uh, I'll go a bit left of center again with my man match prediction and say Mitch Stark. Okay, um, he's had a bit bit of an a bit of an up and down series. Um, you know, hasn't taken a lot of wickets. Mm. Um, 
probably rest him now, knowing my luck. But he hasn't taken a lot of wickets. Yeah. Um, and but I think he was getting close to his best in that next test, but there was a few drops off him, so yep. the results didn't show. And I think yep. on the Gabba, oh boy, that's that's scary. Him, him, Hazelwood, and Cummins on the spicy Gabba pitch is some scary shit. That man. is that is some pretty scary shit. I can understand why India was not keen to play originally. Yeah, definitely not about quarantine there. Um, all right, my prediction yeah. is uh, definitely an Australian win. Um, I reckon my man of the match. Um, it'll be a bowler. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I reckon it'll be a bowler. I, I'm, you know, being a being a spinner myself and being a bowler, I, I do favour the bowlers. Um, I reckon Pat Cummins will have a good day out at Brisbane. Yeah, good. I wouldn't mind that. He's yeah. a good man. Deserves it. Um, Pat Cummins, maybe um, he'll get a six for five for. Maybe he'll score some handy runs as well because he can bat a little bit. But he's my man of the match, and I'm predicting an Australian like victory it. as well. So nice. that's and, um, um, yeah, go yeah, on. that's. Yeah, I think that'll be. I think Australia will, will win. Yeah, good now stuff. Now on to on to another subject. Yeah, so um, this is one which has plagued Sydney tests. Yes, India versus Australia Sydney tests for many yeah. many years. It is um, yeah from Monkey Gate to whatever you want to call this one. It, Let's yeah. not give it a name. It is it is it is something we need to talk about, given that you and I are obviously of backgrounds that are you know the classic like non Australian backgrounds. So this is obviously a topic that. Is unpleasant to discuss, but I think it is worth a mention, and it's a real shame that this keeps happening, not just in professional sport, but you know, in all professional settings, all works of life, and that is racism and racist abuse. Um, so in the third test, uh, to all our listeners out there, uh, there was an incident um, where a section of the crowd at, at the SCG were, were hurling all kinds of expletives and, and sort of racial abuse towards Mohammed Siraj and a few other Indian cricket players um, in that third test. And, uh, you know, the police, the New South Wales police were called in and an inquiry was made to Cricket Australia and the ICC match referees were also um, contacted regarding the issue. And, uh, you know, it was great to see Cricket Australia act swiftly to um, alleviate, you know, the, the racist incident. And uh, I believe there's, there were four spectators. I think they've been given lifetime bans so they can never enter the SCG again, um, which is good to see. I mean, lifetime bans. Yeah, but it has, it has obviously, uh, you know, uh, stirred the cricketing world and there's been a lot of condemnation from the likes of Rat Kohli, Tendulkar, Vivius Laxman, Justin Langer himself, Ricky Ponting. They've all been quick to, to condemn racism and, and, you know... Everyone. Yeah. It's just it's just not on. It's just not cricket, as we like to say. It's just not cricket. Um, <sighs> but I guess I want to, you know... <laughs> you know, but I just want to, uh, you know, ask you, Sanjeet, as, as an Australian of Indian background, um, you know, how, do, how does stuff like this make you feel? Like, knowing that... Hmm. You know, despite all your best performances, people still have to make very, yeah. you know, unsavory comments like this. It's uh, putting aside what was said because there's a huge debate about whether it's actually racist or not. I'm not getting into that. Yeah. Um, that's 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 a discussion for another time. Yeah. I think. Um, just to answer your question. I think it just just makes me sad. Um, in mm. the in the simplest sense, right? Mm. Like, and for me, it's sad in the perspective that. You know, I've I've faced racism on a cricket field. Yeah, um, I'm sure you have. Yeah, um, and it's just you know this is at the highest level, right? You do not see a higher level of cricket than this, no. right? Um, and people still feel the need, even at that level, right? To to it's just all colours yeah. for some people, right? Mm. It's just so disappointing and so sad to see. Right, this you, you're not going to get better cricket than this. And at the end of the day, people are still just a race to you. Like, look at the game. Like, if you want to have a crack at someone. Have a crack at them about how shit they bowled that over. Yeah. If you know, or how how 
badly they dropped that catch, whatever. Why does it always have to go to race? Um, and, you know, I always used to think of it, and I still do, um, if someone ever says something racist to me on a sporting field, yeah. in my mind, I know I've won somewhat because it's not they're not talking about my game. No. They're, um, they're talking about what I, what I look yeah, like. Yeah, um, the moment it gets personal, you know you've got the upper hand. Because they can't give yeah, you shit about... Yeah, which is a really perverted way to look at it. It is, it is. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes the only way to look at it because, yeah, yeah it's just, it just really disappoints me. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, as someone who's who was born here, grown up here, you know, um, I, I once heard a really interesting thing someone said was for people like, like us, right, you know, I, I say I go to India and I look the same and I sound different. Here I look different, but I sound, sound the same. the same, right? yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm as Australian as you... As as, as 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 anyone right born here but you know if people still think it's about color that yeah. just it just makes me sad i mean it's, it's really a similar sad. thing for me like you know being an australian of, of sri lankan background um you know when i when i visit sri lanka and, and hang out with my cousins and relatives or I, I i definitely feel like an outsider <laughs> i i definitely yeah yeah i, just, I definitely yeah, I just, relate more to australia i know i'm different yeah yeah exactly australian society compared to you know back in in sri lanka and you know, it's just really disappointing. Um, I mean, I've actually, you know, I've copped my fair share of racial abuse as a fan. And you know, the, going, there's no fair share. No, going to games, you know, I've I've had I've had um, you know, I've had I've had topless white blokes come up to me and they're like, you know, show us your visa, show us your passport, you know, go back to where you came from. And I'm like, well, if you want me to go back to where I came from, that's pretty much Danong Hospital, <laughs> you know. Um, it's a long way to go. It, it is quite a long way to, to go. To be fair, yeah. Just want to, to just want to watch. Do you, do you actually need a Do you actually need a visa from Dan? You know, what's yeah, going pretty on? much. You know, and um, it's just a real shame nah, that yeah, there's this, yeah. this ignorance. Like it's frustrating because you'd think that people yeah. have gone past that and can enjoy cricket for cricket kind of thing, but. The fact that... I think, if anything, BBL and stuff like that has shown it's awesome to have different personalities oh, and different people there. 100%, man. Like, hmm. well, it, yes, yeah. 100%, I, I agree. Things. Like, you know, seeing a lot of Afghani players and, and players from the likes of Nepal and, and, and lesser represented countries in the, in, the, in the BBL, you know, in all kinds of T20 leagues is great. And I think just overall, like, there is definitely a, sw- a change in the sort of racial and cultural demographic of Australian cricket. Like, for a long time, it's been very Anglo-Australian. Like, it was very, very rare to see a brown face to the point where my father was convinced that a cricketer of Asian background would never play for Australia. He's like, there's no way a Sri Lankan boy or an Indian boy or a Pakistani boy would ever get to play for Australia. It's too white. And, um, you know, it's, it's obviously then nice to see players like Usman Khawaja and, and the likes of Grinda Sandhu, um, and even to a lesser extent, Ashton Agar, because Ashton Agar's mother is, is Sri Lankan. Um, so it is it is good to see, like, you know, brown faces slowly making their way into the Australian side. But, you know, it's also sad that we have to highlight this as, as like, wow, this is like a massive thing, you know? Like, and it just goes to show how systemic, I guess, these these problems are within Australian cricket. Um that's, that's, I don't, uh, yeah, I just mm. uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's just it's just cricket. I think it's a it's a, a wider educational piece. Um, yeah, and I think I think Australia cricket it's all it's all getting there. You know, particularly with the the recent Black Lives Matters, um, and you know, um, you know, there's a lot of focus on you know Aboriginal contribution to cricket now. Um, you know, you yeah, saw the Johnny Mahal yeah, yeah. Boxing Day Test. Yep. Um, yep. So it, the positive steps are being made, and I. I this is not to say that there aren't positive steps uh, at all. Like things are moving in a really good direction. Yeah. Um, but it's just all that hard work just gets undone by like four dickheads on a hill 
yeah the SCG when they're drunk. Just it just it's it's really disappointing. But anyway, yeah. anyway. Uh, and look, I look, and I have to you have to applaud the Indian team because they had the courage to report that right. Like the fact that they got up and like you know what, we're not we're not playing until this is this is dealt with. Um, is is a really is a really boss move from the Indian team, and I'm glad they did that because, you know, in the past, uh, a lot of you know visiting teams when they come here, they would just sweep that under the bus and like, oh, we're here to play cricket, not worry about what the crowd wants to say. But I feel like I'm glad that the Indian team raised their voice about this um, because mm. it then highlights how prevalent this issue still is in 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 global sport, and you know more needs to be done to to deal with it. Um, but yeah, that's just our take. I think for me, as obviously as an Australian of Sri Lankan background, you know, it is hurtful, and you know we've seen instances. You know, we've seen. I, I remember seeing attacks on the Sri Lankan team. I remember an ODI where Darren Lehman once called Sanath Jayasuriya a black monkey uh, when he sort of brushed past him and going for a run and stuff like that, and all kinds of ugly scenes. Um, so I just hope that, like, you know, we take a lot of lessons out of this and I just hope the last test is played in the right spirit and that the crowd watches the game in the right spirit and that we're here to witness, you know, some fantastic cricket, which is what the game's all about. Yep, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. We, uh, we're here to witness Mitchell Stark now the match in Australia win, just as exactly exactly <laughs> uh, predicted. Um, but look, I'll tell you what, Sanjay, we could... Um, there's heaps of talking points um, in regards to the third test in Pakistan, New Zealand. Just cricket in general, this is certainly a great time to be a cricket fan. There's a lot's happening. There is Sri Lanka, England coming up, um, which I'm personally excited to see. Um, but I'll tell you what, to all our listeners once again, we hope you enjoyed this much more lengthy podcast tonight um, from the Off The Mark Cricket Boys. We thank you once again kindly for your company. If you've made it this far listening to us, good on you. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And once again, please give us a feedback. Let us know if we're talking smack, if you think we're, our opinions are stupid, great, what happened. We're, we're open to anything, really, because um, we want to improve and grow as a podcast and ensure that you guys have a wonderful time listening to us. So thank you once again. We enjoyed your company for tonight, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.